That sounds like a lot of fun. St. Louis, baby. The city that never sleeps. That's right. We got arches, motherfucker. Ooh, the Sunshine State. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, like, well, the I weather know. outside is <laughs> Welcome back, everybody, to the most awesome Brandana Sports Podcast, coming at you as we always do. And we have a dynamite episode 65 for your eardrums. Guys, do us a favor. Subscribe. Leave five stars. Tell a friend if you haven't already, and I'm sure you have. I'm Brandana, and with me, as always, at a breaking record pace of 65 podcasts in a row, most awesome. What's happening, everybody? I tried to duck out like I was running. I know, I know. Maybe I was just like, did I forget like part of the the interest or something else I should have like leaned up with? Like, no, No. I think think that's the, I think that's the rundown. I think yeah, that is the rundown. That's good. No, I'm just trying to get creative for the Insta, and uh, I was like my boy White Lightning down in Texas running that nine nine eight when aided. Yeah, getting a little ambitious, bro. Uh, well, what's what's the half? Why are we recording on a Wednesday night? That's not that's not per use for us. That is that is not per use. We're uh, we're we're recording on a little short schedule because uh, you know your boy most awesome is traveling. We're going yeah. uh, for a memorial weekend. We're going out there taking the kiddos. Doctor misses the commish. Commish junior. Commish at commish at two Going to meet up with some peeps, some family, some friends, some pod listeners out there. Stacy and Bing from the pod and their kiddos Ooh. too. It's gonna be a grand old soiree. Oh, love it. They popped on. Don't let don't let your little visit slow down on the old banger lighten up that MAB inbox. Speaking of that, mm. MAB Sports Podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> we want to hear from you. Guys, we have a chocked full episode 65 just because it's a short week don't mean we ain't bringing the heat almost rhyme not really we're doing rip from the headlines golden states last five years one hit map degrees of separation got three new ones on the board play along with us we're gonna do the neapolitan showdown best birthdays what does that mean exactly i don't know we'll figure it out you'll be here for that <laughs> do the date night that's right an o from last week we're doing 1993's The Program. We're going to finish, as we always do, with our MVP of the week. Ladies and gentlemen, you're our power. It starts now. Extra, extra, read all about it. I'm talking front page story all over the world. It shook up men, women, boys, and girls. The headlines read, if you want to be rich, then you better make sure that you got your shit. Oh, come on. All right, rip from the headlines. Golden State's last five years. Why are we talking about that this week, brother? We're talking about it because uh, Golden State Warriors have made it for the fifth straight year in a row into the finals, the NBA finals. And we're just going to look and take a look back at the dynasty or the, you know, the dynasty that is or can be more. I'm not sure if it's going to go on for longer with the Golden State Warriors. You know how I like doing this. I like coming at the macro, and then we'll kind of get specific, yes. and we'll dial in as we need to, like you know, buzzword of the macro. <laughs> you're, you're like a, you're like an uh, an upside down down triangle. I come and approach this. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, brother. Uh, so I want to look at their five years. Like obviously, like uh, probably, you know, the best NBA run I think we can put together since you know that Bulls team when we were like kids and like really excited about it. Uh, that on the on kind of the back end of it, like how impressive is this and how much is it different based on just kind of free agency? Is this something that, you know, kind of got lucky that was built together, that was like the right place, right time? Like explain this run. Yeah, I think it. I think it's a little bit of fortune meets, um, you know, right place, right time. I mean, it really starts, when you look back at it, it, it obviously it starts with our enemy of the pod, Steph Curry, mm. right? Keep chewing on that mouthpiece. <laughs> chewing on that mouthpiece. Drafted in 2009, and that's the kind of the – not the start of it because that, that relationship with Golden State and Steph Curry, uh, his health and everything like that didn't get off to the greatest starts. He wasn't uh, 
he was in this world beater that everyone thought he was going to be. And, and he languished quite a bit, actually, uh, with uh, back in 08, 09, his head coach was Don Nelson and Chris Mullins. And then he, you know, then, then they got Larry Riley in, which is actually a GM that had uh, a long, long tenure, been with the Hawks for a while, a while. And he was the one that really started to kind of create and find the talent uh, probably in that 2009-2010 season. And so it started to be kind of right place, right time. Uh, you had Keith Jackson, or excuse me, Keith Smart and Mark Jackson as the head coaches before Steve Kerr. So they're trying to figure it, figure it out, tinker around, and uh, then you just you you draft well. You get Clay Thompson, you get Draymond Green and Harrison. And you start to grow talent. And I'll tell you where here's where kind of the the everything meets on it is they were smart with their money and how they spent in free agency too. This one asks you, yeah, this one I ask you, brother. It's like, cause this isn't like on paper, especially. So let's look at two things. Like this isn't like, it's not a true, especially what we're seeing now, which I think Golden State was a little bit before that, which is just kind of these mm-hmm. super teams that just free agents show up and they're just like, fuck, let's get like a pickup game. Let's get three of our best guys and we'll fucking meet in Chicago. And it's just right. like, all right, we play in Chicago now. Let's see what we can do for a couple of years. Like this team was built kind of from the ground up and you see a little bit of that just based on you know how long those players had been there and also like this isn't a destination city it's a little small market so they really had to build it from scratch so how smart was this front office you don't think golden state's like small market no no i don't think i don't think they're a small market because when yao ming when yet well they have a huge uh asian population it's in the bay area it's a big you know san francisco it's a big i mean the city maybe not that big but there's a lot of money there's television there's things going on in that area so i i I wouldn't put it in like the memphis vancouver you know realms or or uh 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 uh, San Antonio, like it's a bigger, it's a metropolitan city. It's okay. easier to draw people to it. Oh, yeah, I but, I hear, maybe, but I hear what you're point. I, maybe, I see your maybe, point. Maybe interchangeably, I was using small market as opposed to just not like a destination city. Like it's not like let's go build a team in Golden State or like not not a team that's been kind of in the orbit of like top eight, top ten teams of just kind of having like that legacy of championship professional right. basketball. It's and it's not like Miami where it's hard to draw or you know where it's easy to draw people to the city. It's got yeah. this great nightlife and you know no state tax and all this other stuff it's very attractive for free agents to come to so you're right so they had to make it homegrown and i think it's really you know here's where kind of like fortune and and luck and a little bit of turn of fate happens is is like in that 08 09 season when steph was first drafted they were owned by chris cohan who was basically like a cable uh tv franchise owner he owned like a bunch of you know uh tv franchises around the the area and got into a tax evasion issue, ended up having kind of to force to sell the team for monetary reasons. <laughs> yeah. And this is where Joe Lackup and Peter Gruber uh, came in and bought the team for $450 million in 2010. Now, they, they, that's a huge upgrade because we know like leadership is kind of top down. You want to talk macro? This is top down. Joe Lacob is a venture capitalist. Uh, Peter Gruber is a CEO, entertainment guy. They're both really smart guys. They both have their MBAs. Uh, Gruber's got his law degree. And Joe Lacob handles the daily, day-to-day operations as a venture capitalist. So what does he do every day is he looks out and he tries to find value in the things that people don't see value in, right? And that's exactly what he did in finding Steph Curry. He actually locked him up early in this uh, in this run with a what seemingly seemed like a, a risky four year forty four million dollar extension, which actually turned out to be the whole thing that could unlock this franchise because now it gave them the flexibility as the cap increased to extend and keep Clay Thompson to draft Draymond Green in the second round. Uh, basketball genius Draymond Green oh yeah man I yeah we, I want to spend a little time with that go ahead and continue don't mean to interrupt but yeah and and so and then they were able to extend these guys and keep these guys and like I said see value in and things that people didn't see value in and then draft well and draft smart and then hired Steve Kerr who never had any head coaching experience you know they had Mark Jackson and they had they felt like they were kind of there but couldn't get past the first round and then they hired uh, Steve Kerr and in 2014 and they go 67 and 15 and win their first title um, and that's when they're able to extend clay in that year and then the year following they're able to extend Draymond for five years 82 million 
Um, and that, that 2015 season was that, you know, 73 and, and nine season where they broke the single season win records. And, you know, the Golden State Warriors, as we know, is officially born in that moment. Um, and it's just one of those things. It's where it's, it's, you know, it's fortune, it's smart drafting, and it's being, you know, a little bit uh, savvy when it comes to finding value in these, these crucial pieces. Yeah, so I want to. I, I kind of want you to rank. Maybe you don't have to rank them specifically because obviously it's going to be like, oh, like Steph Curry value, like is going to be value based on like how great these players are. But it's, uh, I don't know if we've seen a much better team just one to five based on just their overall talent where you rank them in the league. But also like these are, like you said, drafted players. We look at you know, uh, so working backwards a little bit, just in the order like 2012, Draymond Green uh, taken, you know, pick 35 overall. Mm-hmm. We got Clay Thompson taken 2011, pick 11 overall, which I uh, might might not be crazy, but it's like 2009. We still have Steph Curry taken pick seven overall. Uh, is this right? Some, right, right. Is this some good, buddy? No, I was just gonna say in that 2007 draft. Two point guards were taken in front of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Both by the Timberwolves. Well, this is the, the crazy day. <laughs> yeah. Both. This is the crazy David Kahn draft where he drafted Ricky Rubio and Johnny Flynn. Shout out Johnny Flynn wherever you may be. Burp, burp. Burp, burp. Oh, well, what were you thinking watching this draft though? I mean, I don't think it was just like Steph Curry, sure, like just kind of perimeter shooter, like ball handle. But I don't think it was just like game show because this game was different. There's a lot. It was kind of that. And you tell me better, brother. I know you watch a lot of college ball. It's like as that transition happened to like this three-point outside game that I know like Harden is doing a lot now, but it's it either like Steph Curry like hit the wave at the right time or was a part of this movement where it's just like we can be like a legitimate threat from outside, and that's where we can build our game. We can work from the outside in just as kind mm-hmm. of a shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think I think the analytics world caught up to basketball too. There there became, you know, and I, and I don't know the – the number or the year I should say when data and all this data driven information is coming into the league, but it used to just be kind of like, Hey, we need our, our big man and we need a point guard. And, and it's just this yeah. old school regiment of basketball and really smart guys started getting involved and started going, you know what? There's an, there's, there's inefficiencies that are out there that can be exploited and we can look at it. And one of the things is they started looking at the value of just where the shots are taken. Is this value? Is this shot more valuable versus how much more difficult it is to take it? A 19 foot two point shot is the least valuable, you know, uh, shot on the court, but a 19 foot three pointer is significantly more valuable. So let's look at it in this and start gearing our game to it. And that's where like Steve Kerr came in because, he took a lot of principles that he learned from the Spurs, obviously with the Bulls. Um, and, you know, he, he was a GM for the Suns before he became a head coach. But he tried to apply all of these things, kind of the triangle offense and the the pace and space stuff that he had uh, seen in Phoenix with uh, um, Mike D'Antonio or Mike D'Antoni. And then um, the Spurs kind of organizational management of everything and how they, you know, how Popovich really kind of staggered his his players and really structured his his roster. So Kerr kind of had all this alchemy and then got put in his right spot with essentially great fits for today's modern game with Klay Thompson and Steph Curry. And then Draymond Green, who at that time was, uh, you know, a, a second round draft pick who was not super heralded, but was able to come in there and do a lot of things defensively to help Steph Curry. Uh, Clay Thompson has always been a good defender, but to really help those guys out. Yeah, it seems really crazy too, brother, because this isn't like we're talking like uh, like right place, right time is really kind of the bandwagon I'm on right now because it's right. not like they, they weren't trying to copy where the league was going and they didn't necessarily like invent it either, but it was like when the league was going towards analytics and like – a three-point shot at this percentage is worth more than a two-point shot at this percentage. You have like the best, you know, three-point shooting player ever to come in the league, and right, like, maybe like two of the top ten ever, like to get there. Yeah. And by the time you pick up Clay Thompson, like it's insane. Well, and I think I think there was a clear understanding um, of where they wanted to go and who they wanted, what they were drafting for, and you know, I mean, they had some misses. I mean, uh, 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 Udo in in 2010 and the the the, the sixth overall pick. Excuse me. Um, you know, they, they drafted Harrison Barnes in that first year, and 
he served that small forward position who could score and do some, you know, ISO stuff. And then they let him go to free agency because Kevin Durant became available uh, in in 20, uh, 2016. So it just became this this thing where I think more importantly is is the cap flexibility that they were able to lock in Steph Curry. You know, during the Steph Curry's championship runs, he was never he was never higher than fourth highest paid on his team. I never. mean, it sounds he was never the fourth. He was he was only the fourth highest pay, paid player on his team. There were three other guys that were high, more paid than he was in all three or all four of the championship seasons. Like he hasn't been. Oh, he's never been the number one guy. Not until this year. I got it. Not until this year. And so it's one of those things is when you look back at it. Yeah, it seems like a risky extension, but it was the one thing that enabled them to spend and bring in free agents, bring in Andre Iguodala in 2013 um, to be able to extend uh, Clay Thompson early because Clay Thompson wasn't going to be able to, you know, he, he was going to go out there and, uh, you know, someone was going to offer him a deal on his re- restricted free agent deal. Yeah. So, I mean, it just became this thing where, hey, now we, we have this insanely valuable piece, much like we talk about with, like, you know Patrick Mahomes and Kansas City or Russell Wilson it's the same premise they were able to get this super valuable product and maximize it and surround it with the the right pieces and then obviously uh you know strategize their gameplay around it too yeah that's making a lot of sense to me now especially looking at you know like Zion coming to the league also it's being able to make a run and Patrick Mahomes is a great example like really valuing that like that the rookie contract, like that kind of that shelter you get with that first contract coming to the league is just like someone gets on fire. It's just like, oh, now we can make like a legit run because eventually just like, you know, you're right. yourself out. Like, you know, finding a free agent superstar isn't the hardest thing in the world. Like right. signing that guy at the right time where it makes sense with all the supporting players is uh, great. brother. I know you will just swim in this pond as long as I let you. <laughs> <coughs> we ain't moving on, but I have a couple more crucial questions yeah. I want to ask you before we get out. Uh, all right, so LeBron has eight straight final appearances, uh, yes. two different teams. Pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, kind of three different teams. It's like boom, 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 and back. Uh, right. I ask, two what, teams, but three, you know, yeah, yeah. three total, three different stints. Right? What's more, pri- more impressive to you, LeBron's eight streak or this five streak? That's a good question. Uh, I think for an individual accomplishment, it speaks greater to LeBron, obviously. But when we look at dynasties, when we think of, you know, the Showtime Lakers, the, you know, 90s Bulls, I think we'll look at it and kind of revere the Golden State Warriors in that, you know, that totality of their gameplay. Whereas LeBron, we look at this and that's the only way, because we can't ever compare him to Jordan in titles going 6-0. It's going to be hard for anyone to beat that. But to sit there and go eight straight finals, you know, yeah, he was three and five in in the in the finals, but um, you know what? That's a pretty impressive number when you when you come to think of it, especially considering that he never had a Scottie Pippen. You know, he yeah. never really had. Well, except in in Miami, I know people are just shouting at me right now. Right. Uh, yes, I get it. He had Dwayne Wade and he had Bosch, so there's your exception. But for his stints in Cleveland on either end, and that Cleveland championship when he came back. Uh, 3-1 and against that 73-9 Golden State Warriors I mean that's that that is that is line one on his you know on his resume that's just gonna be forgotten also I, I totally agree with you but like it's just like the back end of it like okay like he was like it's sorry it gets a little muddled is like the beginning of the super team with the heat business is like oh but like those early years of him like willing himself as like the best basketball player like right in the world and just like no we're good we're going to the finals like i'm bringing all you motherfuckers with me like let's go play for a chip right right lebron's eight straight finals are, are kind of like the game of thrones eight seasons no right spoilers. We'll just no, spoilers. no spoilers no spoilers no spoilers baby spoilers i can't stick my finger to the headphones uh okay so real fast um so oh you know what i i want to talk a little bit about like does KD spoil how Steph, Clay, Draymond, all these internal guys picture this five-year run? I want, I want to ask that, but I want to wait for mm-hmm. unless we run out of time for that. Um, does it matter to the Golden State Warriors? Uh, what happens to this team if they win, if they lose? Uh, does it matter if they win or lose, or is it the same outcome? 
Well, I think it definitely matters that they if they win to kind of cement them in that elite echelon like we talked about. It's Bulls, Lakers, Celtics. Um, Spurs are kind of in there, but I think Golden State, if they win and they go four titles in five years, will really kind of put themselves up there in that in that echelon. You know, yeah. I you know Spurs have five titles over fourteen years. You're 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 kind of in that. You know, the Celtics have basically two runs, and the Lakers have two runs, and the Bulls have. I think everyone thinks the ultimate run. You know, you've got the 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 50s and 60s Celtics where they won 11 titles in 13 years. You've got the 80s Celtics where they they won uh, three titles in eight years, but they went to like seven. They went to five out of the seven finals those years. And then you had the Showtime Lakers that won five titles, went to the finals nine out of 12 years, and then the Bulls six you know six finals, six titles in eight years technically. Well, what's uh, yeah? Does I mean. Kobe though Kobe has like what like six and nine or something or six and eight. Um, I, I no, he's. I think there's like uh, two, th- two, three peat separated by like three years and or something. He's like you know he's nine. he's got he's got a three peat and then two title wins after he forced Shaq out. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess you could you could also put yeah, that in Co- there. Kobe's run on the Lakers is because to me it's like. There's two kind of mega like Laker dynasties. There's Showtime Lakers and like Kobe's like kind of, which you could break into like two A and two B, which is like with Shaq and without Shaq. Right, right. And th- yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I guess I, my big question on that is for the Golden State Warriors: Do you picture like is them staying together or dispersing? I think we both agree Kevin Durant's definitely leaving. Does anything hinge on if they win? Are players more likely to leave? Are they more likely to stay? If they lose, like same question, more likely to leave, more likely to stay. Like, what happens to this team after after this year? Yeah, I think I think win or lose, I think Kevin Durant goes and Clay Thompson. They really have to work on. But I mean, financially, I don't think that they. I, and I could be wrong. Obviously, you want the best player, one of the best players in the in the world, to be on your team. But financially, it doesn't make a lot of sense for them to hold on to KD considering if they were to sign Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant or Kevin Durant keeps his 31 and a half million dollar player option which is unlikely for him to do they would be at 167 million dollars with all their guaranteed salaries the cap for next year is 109 million which means they're going to pay 144 million dollars in luxury, luxury tax, tax fees baby. yeah they're, La, they're, it's a lot more expensive than that little ring icon on the Napoli board, baby. That's right. Big numbers, right. And, big Dallas. And, and if I'm if I'm Joe, and I just told you, Joe Lacob is a venture capitalist, smart guy, got his MBA. If he's looking at this, going, am I really going to spend three hundred ten million dollars? What's the return? What am I getting back out of this? You know what I mean? And maybe we could run it back for five and six, and maybe it's worthwhile. But man, that seems like a seems like a rather large nut to cover for one final year in this well okay we're, we're definitely really tight on this and we're gonna get the fuck out of this segment yep but it's <clears throat> i i will say really quick like do you think that i think the buzz going around right now is golden state is playing with a, a little bit more pride with kd on the bench to show it's just like hey motherfuckers guys we were that team we're still that team right. that yeah. made that like that two like consecutive three consecutive year championship run like don't underestimate us. Do they want to stay together without KD? Is there something that's just like that gets them fired up enough to make like that uh, that sixth run at a championship appearance? I think so. I think Clay is the one that has the 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 recent out, and then twenty twenty they have to decide on Draymond. That'll be the interesting thing. I, I would see twenty twenty as the year where they start to break it up because they're basically going to have seventy ish million dollars, seventy five million dollars wrapped up in Clay and Steph. And the cap is in 2020 is only going to be 116 million dollars. So they're going to have to make some hard choices, and I think Draymond might be the one. So I think they might. I think that they run it back next year with the three of them, uh, and then let KD walk. Can we talk about this? I do want a dog year. I want to talk about Draymond Green. Uh, we're obviously not going to get to this genius. episode, but yeah, man. In the basketball uh, genius, I, I love I love that little thing you talk about. This turnaround. All right, uh, we'll end with okay. that, brother. Let's get to it. Uh, fan favorite. Uh, Madrigal separation. Uh, let's go. I actually like we had a song for that. I don't think we do. <laughs> I'll be honest. Every week we have a podcast. I'm not saying like 
I put the work in. I think we both put the work. We've bragged yes, about it. Obviously, you can show how tight this pod is after a year and some change of hot pod. Matt degree is always like, I always have to dedicate more time than I want to because I just like sit down and just like, it ain't good enough. Like, it's not like having a take. You're just like, how tight can I get these right. two connects? Right. And I would love to like have a tally of how many roads I started where like, oh, <laughs> yeah, you back to the drawing board way, on this one. Enough. Yes. Yeah. Or not you, ever, good enough. you ever do the thing like you try to connect a few things and you realize like it's still on the same line of fire. It's just like, oh, I'm trying to connect three things from this side of it. It's not getting <laughs> me to the other side of it. It's just like, right. I have all these actors at work. It's still like, I still have to get this player off the fucking football field into like the entertainment world. Yeah, and I'm just uh, – And just, that's when I always Google ballers. I'm just like, right, where are we at, ballers? Where are we at? Where's my link? Where's my Mark Wahlberg link? Uh, all right, guys. Well, send us yours. Please play along. We want to hear from you guys. Uh, Most Awesome had a great idea to do this one, bring it back. We're doing uh, number one picks. Uh, so we're going to do some connects. Yep. We're going to do Kyle Murray to Bill Murray, Zion Williamson to Kevin Williamson. Right? It's Williamson, right? right? That's Creator. right, yeah. That's because uh, for the Dawson's Creek, that was when we were talking <laughs> about our Creek, TV baby. shows. Dawson's Creek. All those Dawson Creek fans out there listening to our pod. For that specifically, we got something for you. And we're going to do uh, Jack Hughes, Little Hockey, to Albert Hughes, Director of Menace to Society. That's and right. That's, that's Menace with uh, two eyes. Roman numeral two. two. Right, Roman numeral deuce. Don't forget about it. Uh, all right, buddy. Uh, new format right now. We're going to do Kyle Murray to Bill Murray. You brought it up, so I'll mm-hmm. take the ball out on this one. Okay. So I'm going to go... Uh, I like that uh, you disrespect him by calling him Kyle. Fuck your Ky- R. You're a- oh, yeah. Ky- Kyler, right? Kyler? <laughs> Kyler? Yeah, Kyler? right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Relax. Uh, Prosecco, round two. There you go. I like <laughs> the it. I like it. Here. All right. Uh, so I've Kyler Murray drafted ninth overall by the Oakland A's in 2018. Ooh. Okay. I'm taking that, brother, and I'm going to Mark McGuire played for the Oakland A's from 1986 to 1997. Oh, I like this. You keep track. There you go. Yep. Mark McGuire versus Sammy Sosa in the great home run race. Little did we know <laughs> what actually built that race at the time of yeah, great yeah. ideas based on Andro, size of heads. Steroids. Oh, yes. Horse, horse tranquilizers. Uh, and then, so in that race... McGuire broke Maris's record on September 8th against the Cub and finished with 70 home runs. That's still the same. That's still the same number. Still the, I'm just home run race. This is Okay, you're just filling in, fill in info. I got it. Yeah, yeah. Just filling in info. Michael Jordan started as a Chicago White Sox in a 1994 exhibition game versus Ooh. the Ooh. Chicago Cubs. Cubbies, baby. Then Michael Jordan, of course, in a... MAB date night covered Space Jam. Co-starred. I don't know if people have seen that movie. Have With people seen that movie? Bill Murray, Space Jam. I don't. <laughs> Space yeah. Jam. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not sure. There you go, baby. Well, I got it. So that's a five spot. That's that's a five spot. That's a clean I like five. it. That's a clean five. I like it. Okay. So that's good. That's very good. Very strong. I like how you connected to baseball in there. Working in the baseball angle. I did. I tried a little bit. Tried a little. Bit. Yeah, I was like football's. I, I like it. So, Kyler Murray, number one overall draft pick in the NFL draft. Oh, you're going the – oh, look at that. This yeah. is this is very good, Matt Briggs. We're going down to two, t- yeah. two different paths. I don't like the there smile you on your face because it feels like you beat me, but we'll go. So, his coach is who, Brandana? His coach is Cliff, Cliff Kingsleberry. Chris Crinkle, Crinkle, Crans, Crinsel, Half, Halper. So Cliff Kingsbury is the coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, he is uh, romantically linked Ooh. to one Holly Saunders, uh, the beautiful voluptuous Holly Saunders. Mm-hmm. She was a former uh, host or is a sports host on Fox Sports and now was on the Golf Channel. Sure. And there was a show called uh, Morning Drive. The host on Morning Drive was her co-host. His name was Gary Williams. Gary Williams was in an adult swim movie called Golf Classic in 2016 with the actor known as Adam Scott. Yeah. And Adam Scott was in a 2014 Vanity Fair Oscar party picture where him and <laughs> Bill Murray and uh, Amy Poehler were, were, were doing a fake uh, cake stand. Mm-hmm. That's four, baby. I think that was five. You literally no. had five. Yeah, Adam Scott's the last one. Cliff Kingsbury, yeah. Holly Saunders, mm-hmm. Gary Williams, mm-hmm. Adam Scott, mm-hmm. 
Are you counting Bill Murray in this? Mm, all right, you're right. I saw your <laughs> fingers. You weren't counting yours right. All right, we'll give it. I don't know. We're going to give you a half point on that. We'll see. We'll see if that comes what up later. Okay, Potter, it's judge, judge again. We need you to come out on you this. Guys, you guys are half. You are half point ahead. Uh, all right. Uh, Zion, so who do you want me to take next? I'll take the next one out. You, you pick, though. I'll, I'll, I'll choose because I'm okay. feeling good. Oh, you're feeling hot? Okay. Yeah, do, do Zion. Do Zion to Kevin. Okay. All right. Sounds good. So, obviously, Zion Williams is the projected number one overall pick for the NBA. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Co- say that loud. And who's Kevin Williamson? Just so if they it, want to pause and play along and get there. Oh, together. and Kevin Williams is the writer-director of uh, the Scream franchises, mm-hmm. Dawson Creek. I know what you did last summer with my girl, Jennifer yeah, Love Yeah, don't, don't give away all the connects, but yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. All right, I'm just I'm I'm helping him bridge the gap. Yeah, make sure I'm they got the right one. The gap. Okay, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, the Kevin Williamson. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, they know. Uh, so Zion Williamson uh, was coached at Duke by Coach K. So there's one. Yes. I'm gonna start counting these for you. I know. So it's hard. Well, you did last page. time. You, I, I swear to God, I don't potties. You can't watch. I wish I was recording. He got to five last time. He's like, there you go, got it in four. My I'm just fingers like, you are just thick. My fingers are thick. <laughs> you don't know. So Coach K also coached a young man named Bobby Hurley. Won the 91, 92 titles for the Duke Blue Devils. Yes. Bobby Hurley was in a movie. So that's Bobby Hurley's too. Yes. Was in a movie called Blue Chips where he was on the Indiana team. Yes. Alfrey Woodard was in Blue Chips as well. She was the mother of Shaq. Neon Boudreau. Mm-hmm. Alfrey Woodward was also in a movie called Beauty Shop with one Kevin Bacon. Yes. Ooh. Kevin Bacon, yes, Kevin Bacon was uh, Jorge in that movie. I'm not really sure. Kevin Bacon starred in the 2013-2015 TV show called The Following that was written and directed by one Kevin Williamson. Ooh, nice. Oh, so you don't count Kevin. Yeah, you don't count the guy. You yeah, don't count the guy. You almost did it again, bro. You I think you're doing that. it. No, I no, you almost did it. I wasn't you're just like, you just keep adding <laughs> thumbs and fingers. You're like, that's nine, bro. You right, broke so it. I want to do this. So you automatically add a half point right now forgetting Kevin Bacon in our derivative of the Kevin Bacon game. So you do get a half point for that. Oh, so see, out of the game. So you're at one scoring. point right now. So you get what uh, I think <laughs> – what do we have now? Mark Wahlberg's a point. Ballers is a point. Yes. I think – was Entourage a point too? I don't – we'll figure it out. It, it, we, might, we might as well. We might as well make it. I saw uh, Zion Williamson was uh, a 14% – chance to become a new york nick i like it when you play with numbers i like it you love it all right which is funny you think i'm gonna go down the because i think i originally started this to go down the spike lee joint path and i bailed on that okay so number 14 box office grossing movie of all time is (laughs) so it's 14 one 14 is one 14 is one 14 is one correct all right uh is Frozen, uh, which has the voice of one Kristen Bell. I know it. Kristen Bell started with well. Jay- Yeah, you know it very well, Brad. <laughs> know it very well. Kristen Bell uh, started with Jason Bateman in 2018. Smash for getting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Uh, Jason Bateman started with Justin Long in Dodgeball, a true underdog story. Justin wait, Long. Wait, 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 wait. Was Jason Bateman in Forgetting Sarah Marshall? Or thinking of Jason Siegel? No, no, it's Jason Bateman. He's in the uh, the the pet psychic. He's in that little bonus thing they see on the plane. In the, oh, in, yeah, great in the, in the, dig! I yeah. like it. Yeah, thanks, brother. I know you knew that you know movie, what? but I was Bo- super confused. Half bonus point for doubt. Half bonus point for doubt. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take. I'll walk with it. Uh, yeah. So, uh, Jason Bateman starts with Justin Long. True, uh, dodgeball, true underdog story. Justin Long with Drew Barrymore in a super overlook going the distance, and also. One of my favorites that I know we've talked about is He's Just Not That Into You. Yes. Definitely just yes. watch. You know, you know, I like that movie. Can't give myself yeah. a bonus point for that. And then uh, Drew Barrymore, the famous scene in Screamed, written by your boy, Kevin Williamson. That's five, right? That was five. That's fiver. Yep, that's fiver. I know. Ooh. I looked at the whole, like, I'm going to be honest. I looked at this whole list, like, doing my homework on this, and I was just like, I ain't be this motherfucker this week. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't know what the hour sour is, but like, I, I already like, I already looked at on. next week's schedule. I was just like, yes, you go ahead and clear off an hour. <laughs> get, get ready for the sour. Let's go down. Uh, all right, you all are right. you are sitting in the driver's seat. Uh, I 
couldn't even put together a uh, a scenic seven to really make a run. So what, what are you? Uh, you're at a legit two points, I think. Like I think I have two points. points. Maybe with like yeah. two and a half points, maybe a ban- yeah, bonus point. Who knows? Obviously the doubt was docked off there. All right, uh, um, Jack Hughes to Albert Hughes, director of Menace to Society. And Jack Hughes, the potential number one overall draft yeah, pick for the NHL draft. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Are you going to go or am I going to yeah, go? Yeah, I'll go. Okay. <laughs> Mine's silly. So I'll go. You, go, you go real fast so I can entertain the crew when you just take away your W. Go ahead. What do you right. got? Okay. Um, Jack Hughes, uh, his brother Quinn, and his dad work for uh, or were represented, his brother's represented, and his dad worked for an agent uh, named Pat Brisson, Brissione. Uh, Pat Brissione was a former NHL uh, star. Uh, Pat Brissione works at CAA, the agency, the mega agency. Um, so I count CAA there. Yeah. Because yeah. Tom Hanks is represented by an agent over at CAA as well. So there's three. And Tom <laughs> Hanks. He's just like a, a name involved or not. You're just like, you know. See, yeah, guy, just yeah, yeah. Uh, dude. Over I don't there. have time to look it up. I mean, it's no 14th <laughs> I, best box I, office. Yeah, I believe it. I believe you it. You can't sure. don't hate the game, my friend. <laughs> uh, Tom Hanks was with, was start in uh, 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 Philadelphia with Denzel Washington. Mm-hmm. Okay, and yeah. Denzel Denzel Washington was in uh, the Book of Eli, which was uh, directed by the huge Hughes brothers with one Albert Hughes. Nice. How many was that? That was four, motherfucker. Why, why this is the hardest game to this is harder to keep the score of than like cricket. It's like it's like super confusing. It's just like, point it's almost connect. Like it's a it could go for days. Like it's all right. Uh I don't know if I can win, uh, but we'll go Jack Hughes Albert. All right. So Jack Hughes, uh high prospect touted in the hockey world, was born May fourteenth, two thousand and one. Five uh, plus fourteen is nineteen. <laughs> Tim Roth was born on the same day in 1961. Right. So it's May 14th, one? <laughs> May 14th, one, baby. May okay. 14th is one. But CAA is unacceptable. Okay, I got it. I'm I didn't say it was that. unacceptable. I was just like, give me a name. Just give me, give me a, at least. I told you whose give birthday it was. Give me a date. Give me a date. Give me a number. You like numbers. All okay, right, Tim, like uh, Tim Roth, born 1961. Uh, he is the one, same Tim Roth in Pulp Fiction. That mm. asked for a wallet from one Samuel L. Jackson that said "bad motherfucker" on it. Yep. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson was taken in by a sheriff played by none other than Charles Dutton in *A Time to Kill*. Ooh. And then Charles Dutton, of course, appeared in *Minister Society*, directed by Albert Hughes. Boom! Five. Boom. Five. Is that last. I don't. That really was that a straight sweep. I owe an hour. I think I, I th- actually, yes. I think like two and a half. If we did straight points, that was like a sweep. Uh, a sweep plus you got a bonus half point. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Quit jogging. All righty, sir. What am I watching? All righty, sir. So I try to keep it within the vein of what we were watching here. Sure. So I love this story because it's a Bill Murray story because he accepted a role based on the fact that he thought it was a Coen Brothers film. But in fact, it was the wrong Cohen brother. I gotta watch fucking Garfield. Holy you gotta watch shit. Garfield, my friend. Eighty-five minutes. <laughs> oh and it's my got my god! It's got my girl JLH in it too, which has got a little Kevin Williamson vibe to it oh, as well. Oh man, it's so sad. Bill Murray's doing it on an accident, and Jennifer Love Hugh is actually just like, "Yeah, I'll take it." Sounds perfect. I'm hey in. man, for the meal, for the real. Meal <laughs> and real, perfect. Uh, all right, guys. If you have a quicker connect or two things you want us to connect, as always, send us an email. It may be sportspodcast at gmail.com. We know you guys love it. Fan favorite. Uh, guys, it's high noon, motherfucker. Pull out your six shooters. I'll meet you in the middle of the street. But it's to the jam. So let's leave it alone. Because we can't see eye to eye. There ain't no good guy. There ain't no bad guy There's only you and me And we just disagree Alright, Neapolitan Showdown What started as ranking some fucking ice cream flavors Has turned into I mean, can the world be more obsessed? Guys, there's NBA Finals going on Almost, we're we're getting close But you still want to know what we're talking about We're talking about 
Best B Days. Brother, I'm not quite sure what we're talking about specifically on Best Birthdays. I don't know if it's the age you <laughs> turned. If it was, if it was, I, I did ages. I did like the best birthday year, like the well, best. I thought, okay, age here's my like problem. Part. Like I thought about that too, but I thought about all right. Are we gonna say like you know like eighteen and then twenty one and then like thirty? It just seemed pretty like. So I thought about. I took from the tip of like the best kind of birthday party memories I had of it. And sure. We'll get yeah. To it. Yeah. I think it'll it'll play together. I mean, worst case scenario, I give myself the win. Take the ball out, brother. What do you got? Okay. All right. So, um, so I went with obviously the, the, the age and obviously I didn't do 16 or 18 or even 25 when you can rent a car and you're like halfway into your adulthood. I yeah. went because also too, I'm not a real big birthday guy. Right. So I don't you're really not, remember yeah. my birth. I'm not a very big birthday guy. Yeah. Oh, you did. You did have a pretty, you had a pretty dynamite 30th birthday. If you had a ranked birthday party, well, maybe not. I mean, it's one of the only birthdays, ever, but it was a surprise party at the fret, right? Yes, yeah, it was. Stephanie. Yeah, it was. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was. I love Stephanie Toes. Look at that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the one. I mean, I don't know. Sure. So, uh, fuck yeah, you might as well chalk up this W, man. This is this is like the man degrees all over in reverse. Uh, all right. So, number three, twenty uh, first sure. birthday. I talked about it in the pod. It's a great time. Everyone loves the twenty first birthday. Get yeah. out wildly drunk. Uh, my friends took me out. We did lots of uh, shots. Try to eat a raw hamburger. Pick up on some oh, uh, yeah. some some ladies that uh, were a little senior to my 21 years old. Didn't go very well. Didn't have all the game that I had today on this podcast. But ultimately, yeah. it was a fun birthday. You know what's funny is like I remember you talking like, and I legit mean this. Like I'm not kidding. Like it's it kind of reminds me of listening to the other podcasts I love. Like you can start connecting the dots of like a person's actual life from the, cause we've talked about that, but I think yes. we've talked about it from like worst drunk meals or like most embarrassing pickups or something. Like we've talked yeah. about on other, but now just put together the entire pieces. Like people are really <laughs> getting to know most awesome and brand Dana. Here's my, okay. So uh, how many shots did you have? I don't think I remember counting the shots. I, it was a lot. I drank a lot of whiskey on that night. There was, it was uh, not quantifiable by my recollection. Okay, so I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm gonna say you're not a lightweight. No raw sir. Hamburger. I'm gonna. I'm gonna set your over under shot count. Uh, I'm gonna do a niner. I'm gonna put you Ooh. nine. With yeah, with uh, recreation good. drinks on the side, but I'm gonna say you had yeah, nine yeah. shots. That's, that's a strong. Nice. That's so a that's, strong play. Yeah. That's a plus. Yeah. That's a plus. Yeah. Well, it's gonna be hard to <laughs> score it against mine, which is when I turned. Um, let me look at this again. I turned seven. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's like, yeah, okay. This is still tying the story together, also, though, because I think we talked about like best birthday gifts or something. And I remember sure. I told you about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles versus Super Mario Brothers 3. And right. uh, getting Super Mario Brothers 3 and getting to go to Oceans of Fun, I wouldn't want to do that today. Because right. it was like, I would do it and I'd be like, uh, when are we drinking? Where are we going? But it's right, still right. like the amount of excitement of just thinking about how excited I was, like having a whole day chock full. Like, do you remember when you got in your head and it was like a little overloaded as a kid where it was like, okay, not only I get the excitement of opening a video game. Right. I set that video game aside. I go outside and I play in water for like four hours on a bunch of water slides. And then when that's done, I eat some cake. And when that's a wrap, I get back in front of the tv and play this new video game it's right, right. like holy shit i'm sad <laughs> right, right. life is good I'm I, just need a, I need a i need a nine-year-old feed me grapes i'll be all set man yes I, yes i do that is that is the best thing about young kid birthdays is like the anticipation of everything it's like i it, the day is finally here and it's all around me and i'm gonna have all these gifts it was funny too Dr. Mrs. The Commission and I were talking about the reason why, and you know, LOL dolls. Part yep. of the reason why LOL dolls are so, like, the the five-year-olds just, like, love them. Well, five-year-old girls, maybe five-year-old boys, I, I don't know. But the they, it's all about anticipation. They're just not knowing what's there on the other side. Yeah. And that's a great thing about the birthdays when you're a kid is, is like, I know kind of, I know that there's going to be presents. I know there's going to be cake. But what presents, what cake, and what fun are we going to have? Well, he's also like, like I think the video games make a great point of it. And like, so my two favorite gifts were video games and Legos. And yeah. it was like, on Christmas, your birthday, you open up and you're just like, you're like, 
good night. This looks like, you know, a solid 40 hours of entertainment. You weren't doing the math, but it was just like, when you got two video games, you put in the first video game, and it's just like, do I play this further and like figure out more? Or do I like, I like, do I get a fresh start with the new video game? I haven't even touched yet. Like, right. and there's a Lego set over there. I haven't unwrapped. It's like, Oh, I can't, this weekend can't be long enough. <laughs> right. Right. It's like seven hours has gone by and, and, and you have now oh, you just wasted it. Yeah, exactly. You're just, you're just wasted. Now you're like, I know I got to go to bed. I can, I get to do it all over again. Oh man. So I'm going to go nine hours of entertainment versus Nine hours of entertainment for my seven-year-old self versus your eight-hour shots as your 21-year-old self. Like, very hard thing to line up linearly, but that's what we do yeah. at the MAB Sports Podcast. We you figure, figure it score. out, audience. Yeah. I'm up. Plus one. That's there you how it's go. done. Okay. I'm going to go – I'm going to stay on that number two. I'm going to stay on that vein. I'm going to go with uh, the 10th birthday. I think it was also the first monumental birthday that you had. Like, you're two, you turned 10. Double that's digits, double baby. Digits. Oh, yeah. I was, I was deal, yelling man. double digits. I was yelling yeah. double digits. Yeah, exactly. That was the first milestone. Uh, I re- I'm pretty sure we had the backyard birthday party, which was real fun. Oh, yeah. Doing all the games, all the, like the pin the tail and donkey, doing all that. Is that, you know, is that, that early as also like seeing like grade school friends outside of grade school? Like like seeing your friends on the weekend? It was like, oh, that's wild. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah, their yeah. parents dropping them off at the house and stuff. That's nuts. It's totally nuts. And you're like, this is my room. This is yeah, the bathroom. I know. Like showing where everything goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's legit, man. It's like a little like B-Day version of Cribs for kids. Um, <laughs> uh, I do want, I do have to admit, because I'm a, I'm a man of my word, uh, I had a little diva moment on my 10th birthday. I got a little 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 bent out of shape. Ooh. Didn't didn't like didn't like what was going down. I think uh, things weren't swinging the old most awesome way. way. Maybe the uh, pin the tail and donkey. I didn't win or something like that. Nice. I remember I remember legitimately because we had in the backyard. We didn't have a fence. I walked around the front yard, sat in my front stoop, just sulking quietly by myself while the party was going on. The wow. best part was is I, I started to realize no one was coming for me. And I was like, ah, I better go back. So I oh, rolled my. back in like, hey, what's up, fellas? <laughs> what's going on? You know, I was just yeah, I remember snooze. that. Like, everybody kind of remembered, like, that thing when you're a kid, you're just like, I'll show them, I'll pout. And then they'll yeah. really need it. And you, like, you go pout, you're just like, I don't have to sit here. And as a yeah. kid, like, sitting for three minutes just by yourself, you're just like, Man, I've been here a couple of days. Right. No one, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no one knows it. No and, one giving a shit. And when you go to sit down, you're like, I'm going to be here for 40 hours. They're never going to know where I went. Two great points. All right. So, number one, uh, yeah, it's hard to tell, like, how long you're sulking as a kid. Hard to just kind of keep that in perspective. You don't have a cell phone. Maybe you got, a, like, a cool new, like, uh, Casio watch or something. Another two thing, it means you're throwing a pretty dynamite party if no one's just like, where's the star of the party? It means yeah. things must have been cooking. Bang it, baby. There was like Coca-Cola <laughs> and Sprite. Damn. All the ice cream <laughs> I can eat. Get out of town. Right, Don't right, ever come right. back from my parents. Don't ever. Uh, that's nice. My number two is we should have lined these up better. So yeah. now I'm back to the age of 26, I believe. Uh, fresh in Los Angeles, celebrating my second birthday there is when I was still trying to get together the birthday weekend. And I think my birthday fell on like a Friday or Saturday. And friend, friends were still, like, young enough out of college where they accepted, like, all right, we're partying, like, four days. They didn't come up for all the activities, but they were, like, still. Were you there when we went to the Edison? I don't know if I had met you. Is that, I, we, I is that when you dressed up? Is that the silver suit picture? Yep, silver suit and yeah, brandana. Yeah. It's, it's, the, yeah, yeah. Ad, it's the advent of the brandana. It's when the yeah, yellow brandana <laughs> yeah, showed up. Yeah. <laughs> you were You're there, buddy. Yeah, right? I, I, I think I met you up there on one of the events, yes. 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 It's good, but did you have awesome. an edict for that one? Where it's like you, oh, you, everyone has to dress up. You have to dress up, or did I just make that up? No, I, th- I think it's probably right. I think it was just like I think it was like suit. I was just like, yeah, we're yeah. Suit, suiting up. I think you know, like how I met your mother was going or something. It was just like suit up, suit up, we're suiting up, we're suiting Legend, up. Legend, dairy, let's do it. Yeah, <laughs> suit ups. It was nice. Like I don't think we had like I think we're coming out the tail end of like all the weddings going on in our, our lives. So it was just like, can we ever wear like a suit for? Like, Brandon ain't getting married, so here, here's what you put on your suit, sirs. Get together a nice little <laughs> gift. Pick up a bar tab. Come put on there suit. You on go. There you go. There you go. I like it. Uh, yeah, okay. So I was up plus one. You had you were sulking for probably around uh, what felt to you six and a half hours, probably four minutes. So that's plus four. And then I will go 
uh, we went to my party with the bandana four day party. I'm going to call it four to four. Hey, four to four was still getting a plus one from the earlier round going into our final thing, which I guessed of yours. So I'll probably walk around, but let's hear about it. Brah. Bruh, okay, bruh. So you, so you, you threw a grenade on my Neapolitan showdown. I did, I did. Like, right out of the I would, If I would have known, I would have done the same exact thing. Plus 50. Exactly, exactly. plus 50. Uh, so now you're up 51. Uh, so I'm going to go, obviously, Brandy and I talked about my 30th birthday. Dr. Misses the commission. True hero of the story. Threw a surprise party for me. In fact, yeah. the only surprise party that I've ever really had, that I've ever had. I've never had a, yeah, never right, not yeah. a, yeah, exactly. Uh, so we did it at the frat. Remember it was at the frat? It was, yeah, yeah. Didn't someone get, it was a month, like, it was on the ice. Did someone get iced in your party too? Or did you get iced at the birthday party? Or was that different? I, different. I did not get iced. I got iced at Dave's wedding when we were at that house in wherever, wherever the fuck he got married at. I don't remember yeah, where yeah. he got married at. Right, right, but yeah. anyways, uh, she employed Tango Fox. Foxtrot to kind of, you know, just kind of casually bring me in for a drink and, hey, come on over. And then I came over and boom, surprise, cooked up all my favorite foods, pizza, sushi, sliders. I think there's more food, beer, good old time, just friends hanging out in the frat. And, uh, you know, that's for me, that's about as good as it can get right there. Friends and food and drinking beers. And I'm trying to trying to win the hearts of the audience right all now. Right, all right. This isn't okay. this isn't a serious podcast. Relax. We're about jokes and sports. <laughs> uh, well, I, I do want to ask you: Were you surprised? Are you? I was. You, I was genuinely surprised. And are you a hard guy to surprise? Uh, well, yeah. I no, I don't think I'd be hard because I don't think I would intentionally go out there like putting it together. Yeah. And like I said, like I'm not a big birthday guy, so I I don't I don't want people to put stuff. You know, big pomp and circumstance for me. I don't like making a big oh, deal about my birthday. About oh. oh, who's soaking now? <laughs> How about my porch? Some of this porch. Yes, well, right, exactly. But I really don't. Don't worry about me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah. So no, I, I would say I'm I'm easy to surprise because I don't go out there looking for it, and I don't care. All right. Okay. Well, it sounds like Homer, bro. Glad you're there for it. Uh, obviously, I have to take the plus fifty. My hands are tied on this. I mean, yes, hats that's off the rules. To Them's the rules. Doctor misses the commish. When you see one coming out of the gate, you just gonna take your stroke. You hit exactly. it down. Uh, my number one is all right. Thirty three. Uh, fresh, fresh in New York, a uh, couple years. So I guess it's not fresh, but we did the Delaney Day Decathlon, which was, uh, it, it was just, I, it was a lot of fun. We keep trying to bring it back, and it's uh, you kind of take for granted. I think like everybody's getting, uh, I'll go off the serious tip. I'm a boy, most awesome lady. But it, it was just nice. It was just like getting a group of friends together on like one weekend day where we had a list of events. Like we had uh, my boy uh, Chad Osher being a guest on the pod. Burp, 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 burp. Put, put together like little t-shirts and it was just like going around and we had like a like a three ball pool competition we did you know a hundred meter race i know i talked to you about this before i think we did yes. a three-point contest we did a poker game at the end of the night just like went through like 10 like did a bowling just went through 10 events and it was um it's just the it's the nice mix of letting your hair down enjoying a weekend and competition that i really enjoy in a birthday yeah yeah, it sounds awesome. Those are all things. Those are all things that are just sound like super fun. I'm thinking about it like three point contest. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. I want to be a part of that. <laughs> yeah, let's plug it. When are when are Turn. you out here, bro? You're out here. Uh, it's uh, Labor, Labor Day. Day, right? Yes, sir. Yeah, I was getting confused. It's Memorial Day, and then I got real excited. But I was just like, you know, <laughs> if he's gonna be here in like four days, I think he probably would have brought it up more specifics right. by now. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's not Memorial Day. I'm pretty right, sure right. it's hey, the other. I, I'm 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 showing up in town, but uh, let's re- record the pod pod early. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like what else happens on Labor Day though? Isn't there like a oh, don't we like draft or something for the league that won't be mentioned? I you're gonna be out here. We we're drafting something together live. Uh, we usually do it before Labor Day. Okay, maybe, maybe a lot of that. people travel. Maybe but yeah, there, yeah, there's other leagues that that have drafted that weekend too. We'll fit, we'll it's always an ideal weekend for drafting, yeah. but it never works out because everyone fucking travels and then someone ends up auto drafting. Yeah, uh, brother, I think we did it again. I don't think there's in. I don't. Am I have to, I don't. Think, <laughs> I don't think we can get to the program. I think we have to talk like three minutes about like athletic geniuses and move on, which might be a new segment just based on time. Is my time just segment? Oh man. You know what? We, then we, we have to, we, we, I agree with you cause I'm looking at the time and we, we have made a commitment to the hour of power. Yes. But yes, we have to go over the power. Cause you now, I think you're a believer, a true believer in the power in the program. Uh, Oh, the pro the movie, the program or the hour of yes. power. 
No, no. I, yes, I think we did this last week, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. It's just a, I just like, well, I am getting a little joy off the fact that we have to, like, just kind of off the cuff. And, like, now we this in the show, like, we're landing somewhere in between, like, being able to do a full. Like, I mean, if we could, we can't even give the program. I feel like I'd watch it again. If it spends another week, <laughs> I'm going to go back and just make sure. Because it gets so, I get so amped up on my notes. And then I look at my notes and I'm just like. The actor that plays Joe Kane looks around 36. I'm just like, that makes sense to me right yeah. here on paper. But yeah. I'm just like, I'm pretty sure I had some more hot takes, like fresh off the brain. Oh, I could go deep on Craig Schaefer, right? Or oh, Schaefer, man. whatever that actor, man. Oh, I've got uh, a fucking real bone not, Oh, let, let's, let's uh, tease a little bit more, too. Throws an interception. What does he expect? He was hung over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. right, right. right. <laughs> a lot of notes like that. Yeah. Um, I like, uh, oh, can, can I just, I, I don't, I want to. Uh, Craig Schaefer lists himself. First off, is there a more un, un like un QB looking guy than Craig Sheffer in that movie? Okay, so I'll say other like I'd like to do this, and maybe we'll do it as a homework. Like rank like the worst QB looking people in like Scott Bakula, who I think was around forty five in unnecessary right. roughness. Unnecessary roughness still looks more football shape than this motherfucker. But it, like he yes. doesn't look like I like he's not tall. He just has like those sunken eyes. He looks like. Uh, you know, no spoiler alerts, but he, he looks like a White Walker or something. He's just like, he's just like, like really, like really holding it together. And that hair, that fucking hair, is the worst hair. Who yeah. would follow that guy well, into that's anything? The, that's the Kevin Costner, right? That's the early '90s Kevin Costner. We're just kind of like, if there's no styling into it, we let it go long. It has a little receding hairline and it just kind of flops back. Yeah, but then it like mushrooms to the side a lot of times, and it's so sitting back that it's like this insane widow's peak. I've never seen anything like this. We've got to post this on the Instagram so people can understand like the the horrendousness of that's what. True, that's true. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like I think when he has it pulled back and stuff, it looks it looks nuts. It's fucking nuts, man. All right, uh, yes. Um, let's just free form for a little bit here because I love the program so much. You, you will. Uh, I'll Venmo I, you the four dollars to watch it again. It's no, so no, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I, I bought it. I don't want to cut you short, bro. No. Okay, so we'll do one more. We'll do one more uh, just kind of tease on something. Okay, so I, I'll say James Kahn. Yes. Did he or does he have control of that locker room? So I think this mm-hmm. also comes up in mm-hmm. my where are they now, too, a little Ooh, bit. But yeah. I won't, I won't don't, tease that. Don't give that away. You're teasing but it, don't, but don't give it away. I'm teasing it, exactly. But I, I, you got to imagine, right, that he has no control over his program and is one of those like fatherly figures like a like a Bobby Bowden yeah. right down at, at at Florida State that really never kind of was like all jovial well, Bobby Bowden was a little bit more happy than than Sam Winters or or James Conn in this movie but he kind of like didn't seem like he knew what was going on and just kind of had this like grandfatherly like a you know uh, love of the fans and yeah. uh, or the, they appreciated him like a grandfather but really like his assistants were doing everything and they were just covering up stuff so he didn't know about it and and yeah yeah I don't he, know, just, also, he has no control okay so there's two big points I want to make to this movie and we're not get, guys we're not getting into it it may be this is not day night this is just <laughs> two dudes talking 65 this, this is the pre-dinner we're just having drinks before we meet for dinner Right. This is uh I will say that there's a little bit this movie gets dark on a dime. And I looked at it like it's around like 35 minutes like it kind of has this vibe to it where it's like I haven't seen other sports movies do it and I want to talk to you about like the other shit that shows up but it sure. it's it's tone is you know it's it's tone is like a little we're just kind of following the story of this team and then it gets like there's the thing when Vladimir kind of in that bathroom no spoilers if you if you had a yeah, had yeah. a chance to catch it in twenty six years. Is it twenty six or are we looking at th- yeah, twenty six. Twenty six. Yes, twenty six. Yeah, yeah. Ninety three. I even see it then, but it's uh it gets dark quick. Like I its tone in the very beginning is just it, it's not as it's a little bit more rudy than what it ends up. Right, exactly. And well you have I mean Latimer, the whole his whole like arc you you have some very like you know, bad uh, you know kind of disturbing scenes in that, but also too, like Alvin Mack talks about like just the whole like pay to play. It's amazing to me that 26 years later, like we're still talking about, Hey, should, how should athletes get paid and all this other stuff? And they're talking about it in the program. It's 1993. You know what I mean? I was, a, I was uh, in eighth grade. That's why I love this movie so much. Cause we thought it was like the greatest thing since sliced bread, but yeah, it's, it definitely has some, it has some things that make you think or 
or talk about the the dirtier side of college athletics at least that and that's the other big thing i want to bring up buddy and thanks for uh grabbing that is like this movie still holds on what it's talking about which yeah. which is nuts like there's still like a lot of just like well the win like you know kind of adults be in a position to like let their players know better but like for their own selfish intentions kind of like using them a little bit i i don't know like yep. it's, it's all yeah, kind of yeah. like wrapped up there get them move them through so they can play keep them eligible i mean yeah there's a lot of that stuff you could very you could make the program today you could remake it you could basically have the same storyline and i don't think anyone would be like oh this doesn't hold up this <laughs> yeah. movie this movie holds up this is every bit the uh, you know uh, true as it was back then all right real fast uh let's close out on i'm gonna pop quiz you about five more geniuses you say yes or yes. no and then okay. uh we'll go into our mvp of the week and then we'll close this motherfucker down all right uh let me, let me write these down because i like i want to i want to i want to quiz the audience on them if they agree yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna keep it super simple i'm gonna give you 2018 uh nba first team players and then i'll go a decade earlier and give you 2008 just kind of oh. give you a little before Ooh. before and after just to see, like, you know, what shit has changed and how we kind of review players based on what they do now and how we remember them in history. First team, this is first team all NBA. Yeah, I'm giving it to you right now. All right, so 2018, okay. I'm giving you five players. You just say basketball genius, yes or no? Uh, LeBron James. Yes. Kevin Durant. Yes. James Harden. Um... No. I love it, man. You're going to start a war. <laughs> Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. I think we covered no. that last week, maybe. Yeah, no. no. Uh, Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. I'm going to say no. Okay. Like a James Harden take. Uh, maybe if we do a little – should we have like a little uh, – maybe underneath your uh, – the post for MAB's sports podcast on – Instagram, maybe like diving a little deeper on Kevin Harden or uh, James Harden. James what do you Harden. say no? Yeah. That's interesting yeah, to me. Okay. All right, 2008, real fast. Uh, Kobe Bryant, basketball genius. Yes. He, uh, yes. Can you take a you second? know why? Yeah, you can take a second. I, 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 I think he's a genius in the fact that um, I recently I like you saw saying him. this like people are going to debate you. It's just like, get out of town. <laughs> right, 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 right. No, but I love the fact that he basically said about – how does he gain in the same amount of time? How can he gain all this practice? He And it sounds very simple and rudimentary, but he started early. He started his workouts at 4 in the morning so he could basically get two more hours of practice in there. So elite athlete. And I just thought to me, it was like, what a simple, easy thing to do. But there's a genius in that that, like, unlock this opportunity and, like, how can I get better? How can I beat my opponents starting earlier? And then the commitment to doing it. And that's not just the sole reason why I think is a genius, but that's just one of those things where I'm like, yeah. that's just thinking differently about the whole thing. Exactly, yeah. Someone's looking for a hack, right? They're searching. They're yeah. just like, how do yeah. I, like, I overcome this? Yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Kevin Garnett. KG. I love him as a player. I'm going to say no. Mm. Yes, I'm going to change my mind. Yes. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. Uh, LeBron Area James. 21. <laughs> we already answered. Uh, Dwight Howard. Fuck no. <laughs> Genius uh, at eating candy. <laughs> Burn. Snickers roast. Uh, and Chris Paul. Chris Paul. I'm going to have to say yes. That dude is fucking Ooh, sharp, man. That surprised me. Uh, yeah. All right, guys, hit us with your geniuses. That was only four. Kobe, uh, well, Kevin no, Garnett. yeah, I, I didn't give you LeBron James because you already answered that. Oh, that was 2008. Okay, yeah, yeah very good. Uh, guys, hit us with your geniuses, what the parameters are. I think this is something that's going to be a thing that MAB Sports Podcast stumbled on slash invented slash changed the world with. <laughs> all right, buddy, <laughs> let's close out episode 65 MVP of the week. I'm going with uh, Carter Stewart. A uh, a pitcher. I'm sure you heard oh, about yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. This guy uh, given a six year contract worth more than seven million uh, in Japan. Going to play Japan specific league. Yeah, uh, number eight overall. Atlanta Braves. Like whatever. Like had the contract. They offered him a little less. He was like, "Fuck this. I'll just go overseas, play, yeah. and then if I'm cooking with gas, I come back, and then I will be the youngest free agent since Alex Rodriguez." So. A little bit tying in what we were talking about earlier, like unlocking that free agency dollar to really control your 
control your destiny, control your contract. I like it. I like it. Uh, I also have. Can I do a quick uh, anti MVP for the for the week? <laughs> always, buddy. You know, you know always, I'm all about always. that. I'm gonna go. I, and yeah, I know you'll love this too. Can I get with the and no spoiler? Sorry, Brandana. But can I get uh, Aaron Rodgers pulling the most Aaron Rodgers thing of all fucking time? Are you on my side with this guy? This I, this guy's am, a piece of I'm shit. Silent. Yeah, this guy's a dick. How do you go on? How do you get a cameo on Game of Thrones? Right, which they obviously reach out to you. Obviously know them, and then like a week later, come in and bag on the final. I know. That's I know, the man. most Aaron Rodgers thing you could possibly <laughs> the most Aaron do. Great. So I right. I officially put most awesome in my Aaron Rodgers camp of R E L A acts about this guy being anything more than an <laughs> asshole. Fuck. <laughs> Jeez, what a dick. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and most people think that for my MVP, I'd probably go Juwan Howard becoming the yeah. new men's head Congrats, basketball brother. How you coach. Feel? Yeah. Let your nuts hang. Shock the world. But I won't be doing that. All right. Because I'm going to go with my, my baby girl, Kamishet. Graduated from pre-K today. Beautiful. Mm. I know everyone's like, oh, it's pre-K, whatever. But guess what? When you're when she asks you, Daddy, will you come to my graduation today? Fuck yeah, I will. Ooh. I'll fight White Walkers to get through that, baby. Oh, man. It's FIFA. It's uh, Commission at 2.0, yeah? No, no, Commission at. Pre-K. Oh, Commission Oh, pre Yeah, oh, Commission nice. at. The first, the first graduation of many. Sat there, oh, had a little cap and gown on, or just her cap on. Had uh, cake in the middle of the morning. It's fucking great, How'd she ask you? She was just like, Dad, you want to check this out? You got any free time? Yeah, yeah. Hey, what's up? What's up, old man? <laughs> uh, were there L- any LOL dolls? Do you get things all wrapped up for it? or like how? No, 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 no. Oh. We didn't. We're like, should we get a gift? No, we got a gift for her <laughs> teachers. Uh, but it's great. It was sweet. The kids do a little performance. It's great. I, I get it. It's like, how? why do we celebrate all these accomplishments? And I'm very much in that camp. But when your daughter asks you to go and you're kind of like, oh, this is a first. This is a big deal for you. She literally, as, as Dr. Mrs. the commission walked out, she was like, hey, mom. Wish me luck today. And she was like, all right, good luck. But it was big to her. It was a big moment for her. So I, I, I wanted to make sure what, I like, celebrated I, that. If the MAB Sports Podcast archives are doing anything less than just making a blueprint for the fact that Pops cared more about your graduation than his loved Wolverines getting that head coach sign. I mean, exactly. this exactly. is the proof right, right here. Guys, this has been the— MAB Sports Podcast, episode 65. Thanks for sticking with us. Let us know your thoughts. Send anything you guys want us to tackle in Mab Degrees Neapolitan Showdown. We want to hear it. MAB Sports Podcast at gmail.com. Guys, I am Brandana. Why don't you sign yourself off? Most awesome. Good night. Good luck. And have a good evening. I don't have one. <laughs> I know. I love it. That was one. Runway. Style. Fame. She likes fashion.